Welcome to CooperCast, the Championship Wrestling Album, Part 3. This is your host, Al's Quarter Nelson, John Sachs. Al talks about P. Johnson, the chairman of the board. We explore the mystery of Connie Ducharme, the record company's reaction to the record, and about Ricky Washington, the pool guy who sang Finders Keepers on the album. Fourth song, Side B, Finders Keepers, written by P. Johnson. We'll have to look that up. I forgot the name of the original record. Norman Earl Johnson, uh, Grammy Award singer, songwriter, and lead singer. Of what? I don't know. I will have to look it up. The song is Finders Keepers. Finders Keepers. I found the love you lost, and I'm going to keep her. Norman Johnson. If you should be so lucky as to get an LP copy of Championship Wrestling, there's a full-size comic on one side of the of the uh, of the sleeve. of the sleeve, which has it's got a bunch of funny pictures from the um, from the recording session. A lot of them are jokes about how you pronounce <laughs> Simsic funny caption so that's a nice thing that's like a collector's item now as far as this song goes there's a thing called chairman of the board here there you go chairman of the board they did it but we still never actually found a recording of them doing it but anyway the last song on side two is Snowblind, and it was sung it's an instrumental by nobody. <laughs> it's an instrumental <laughs> written by Connie. That's what it says here. Connie? Connie Ducharme? Does it ring a bell? I thought I wrote it. Do a little search. I get Connie Ducharme. That's what? so weird. And you thought you wrote it this whole time? No, I don't know. I don't know that name. I don't know if this is the same one. Connie Ducharme is an actress known for Brooks Law and Pajama Party. Definitely not. <laughs> because Snowblind is an instrumental. And it's very funky. Well, all I can tell you is on the album, yeah. on the sleeve, it says, parentheses, Connie. Spell it. C-O-N-N-I-E. So there you go. It's a mystery. It's a mistake. Yeah, but there it is on the... Um, how about how uh, on the record? Probably says, let's see, look on the back of the LP. Oh, I love LPs. Snowblind, Connie, C-O-N-N-I-E. Wow. So we don't know who wrote it. We don't know who wrote it. We don't think it's the actress Connie Ducharme, but who knows? No, it wasn't. I thought I wrote it. In the book, you talk about brought the album back and played it for the studio, for the record company executive, who said, this is not the album we were expecting. What were they expecting? Beats me. Well, they were looking for another super session where Jeff Baxter replaced... Uh, Mike Bloomfield. Bloomfield. And that's that's not. I guess I had too much singing for them. Well, you you didn't have much singing. I just think that I, I did have m much more singing than Super Session. 
Right, but you you only sang two songs, so it wasn't the problem wasn't that Al sang. The problem was it wasn't Super Session Take Two with Jeff Baxter. Mm-hmm. It, it was though. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. I think they just wanted, you know, a four chord blues. Or something, yeah. Which, you know, I felt that I had gone past. Okay. So these are are more complicated than the stuff on Supersession. Supersession was by and large four, sometimes five guys, guitar, bass, drums. No, it's not keyboard. that. That's not what I meant. But I mean, it's they're they're less fully orchestrated. Whereas this album, no, that's not true. There's horns on Supersession, but not much. Well, there's not much on here either. Well, a lot more than Supersession. I mean, look at um, typical one has backing vocals, bass, drums, electric piano, horns, vocals, organ, percussion, rhythm guitar. I think you know. It definitely comes across differently than Super Session did. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why you can't get a copy of it. Yeah. <laughs> Next. Next. All right, well, I guess we'll wrap it up for this curious album that came out in 1982. And you say in the book that it had been six years since you did a solo album, that this one came up and you did it. Well, it was... It was different. I thought different was a good idea. Yeah, well, as you say, I mean, people were criticizing your singing, so you got some great singers. And, uh, you know, Valerie Carter, Mickey Thomas, and in one case, Ricky Washington. Ricky Washington, I think, was Bill Simzik's pool guy. Really? Yeah. And he was always bugging him to listen to him sing. Right. So Bill told me about him and said he, he was a great singer. Pretty, and so this was a, 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 a break for him. It was pretty strong. He did a pretty good... He was a great singer. Yeah. Did he then manage to go on with any kind of career or just didn't no. happen for him? No, that tells you how successful this album was. Yeah. <laughs> this has been Coopercast, the Championship Wrestling Album Episode Part 3, brought to you by The Pool Guy. Look for more episodes coming up and subscribe at Apple, Spotify, or just about anywhere. Visit alcooper.com for lots more cool stuff about Al and to submit your own questions for Al to answer.